Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, Robin Openshaw here. Welcome back to the Vibe Show. I'm also doubling this up for the Utah Patriot Update show, which I started recently. I started out this episode that was going to be for Utahns on the Utah Patriot Update. And then so much of what I had to say was really related to a national audience. And even though this is a fairly political episode, rather than, you know, usually on the Vibe show, I'm doing... um I'm doing more health and wellness related content, which there's been a lot to do related to, you know, related to the whole scamdemic since it started around 1st of March. But today I want to talk about, you know, the basement podcasters and in specific recently an episode just in the last couple of days, my show should, should publish here today on the day that Joe Biden is sworn in as president um, but a couple days, a couple days before, maybe four or five days before that, Mike Adams, who has been out there, like many of the basement podcasters, uh, who really aren't connected to the Trump camp, really don't know what's going on, but they've got time on their hands and they're building an audience and they're out there spinning tall tales and theorizing. And maybe they've got some, some, uh, sources and, you know, the sources are usually probably like third hand, but, you know, and they've been out there predicting this grab your popcorn uh, superhero movie ending. And, you know, it's now clear that that isn't going to happen. And I've said that many times that I don't believe that any superhero movie ending is going to happen. Um, But, you know, Mike Adams, who has been a, you know, been called a conspiracy theorist, been on the internet since the internet was brand new. And I followed him way back then as a brand called Natural News. And then he really disappeared and went to Ecuador for a long time, came back. Now he lives in Texas. So now that the world actually does melt down, he's trapped in the United States. Whereas 10, 12 years ago, he was telling everybody to get the heck out of the United States that it was all going to go down. So he's predicted just hundreds, if not thousands of things that didn't turn out to be true. But I want to bring this up today because Mike Adams went from a week before predicting the superhero movie ending to saying, we're going to war with China. And I just want to say we're not going to war with China. And I'll tell you why. Okay, I'd like to go into a few things that are going on, including that we now have this false flag incident at the Washington, D.C. Capitol building on January 6th, that they are going to milk it and milk it and milk it. They're going to use that false flag planned event to, they may just keep milking it to uh, get out there and take away our Second Amendment rights. They may get out there and start rounding up guns. My personal opinion is that they'll have another false flag event. Um, notice that we didn't have any school shootings in the entire Trump administration. We didn't drop any bombs. Obama dropped more bombs than any president in the history of the United States. But um, we didn't have any of these false flag events um, pretending to be um, a crime against the, United, uh, the people of the United States so that we all get behind something that we might otherwise oppose. That's that's generally the purpose of a false flag event is to get the people outraged, get the people angry, get the people willing to give up more rights. Well, I'll get right to the thing. I'm not going to wait make you wait all the way to the end to why Robin believes that we aren't going to war with China. I feel strongly enough about this one to go out on a limb about it. Um, listen. 
there's no reason for us to go to war against China because China is installing this week, as I speak to you, their puppet government in our country. Why on earth would China invade our country and go to war on us when they already won? So sorry that you don't like the answer. (laughs) You're probably thinking I was going to tell you something. I I shouldn't have set you up like that. I should have said, you're not going to like the reason we're not going to war against China. The reason we're not going to war against China is they already own us. And actually, and I'm not going to go into this on this episode or actually ever. If I weren't face to face with you, I wouldn't even discuss this. But China is not the ultimate authority here. It's not lizard people. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's lizard people. We'll leave those to the real that whole theory to the real conspiracy theorists. I don't know anything about that, but um, there's actually other people who are far more powerful than the Chinese and may in fact have a lot of control in China as well. So China has its own problems. There's about 800 families who run that country of 1.4 billion people. They are also struggling and in chaos right now. You might say, well, they need landmass. They need a place to to spread out because there's so many of them over there. Listen, China no, China knows how to control the population. China knows how to control the population. They've killed at least a million people in um, gulags and re-education camps in the last 10 years. Um, their army, uh, I would agree, they have a formidable army. They have armies of hundreds and hundreds of thousands, if not more, I don't know their numbers, of young men who will never have a partner, will never have sex. Young men who have absolutely no outlet for heterosexual sexuality because when they were babies, all of their cohort that was female were killed or thrown in the bottom of a well because people were only allowed to have one child. So don't think that China can't control its population problem. It has a long history of controlling its population problem through very draconian means. But we're not having a war against China because look at how they've been going inch by inch by inch, right? Slowly winning over the the hearts and minds of the people by fear about selling this story about a pandemic, a deadly pandemic that has turned out to be approximately as lethal as a seasonal flu and going down all the time, except that now they're starting to conflate. And I've predicted this for months, but I've said when they start doing the vaccine, which turns out is, isn't is even a vaccine, they will hide the vaccine deaths and fly them under the flag of COVID deaths. I mean, why not? People falling off a ladder are put into the COVID deaths. People committing suicide are put into the COVID deaths. People commit having heart, heart attacks, strokes, uh, car accidents are being put in the COVID deaths. Why wouldn't they put uh, the vaccine deaths in in the COVID death count? So just watch for it. There's a there's a nurse in Broward County who said that their boss called them in and said, hey, we're um, we're going to have a huge COVID spike next week. So we need to give part of our wing of the hospital to it or whatever. And she's like, why do they know that there's going to be never co- another COVID spike? Well, I'll just go out there on a limb and say it's because millions of Americans are about to get the second shot. So they're preparing for vaccine adverse events, but saying that it's a COVID spike. I mean, there's a there's a. Um, there's a home, a senior facility in Albany, New York. Uh, you, you know, if you dig and you're paying really close attention, you can find these news articles, right? They're not going to be on CNN. They're not going to be on NB- M- MSNBC. They're not going to be in the New York Times. But there was actually an article, eventually I'm sure it'll be taken down. But um, Or maybe it's just the moral code of the globalists doing this to us that they have to publish it somewhere, 
even if it's just some obscure place, maybe they feel like, well, we put this information out to the American people. I don't know why it is that occasionally you can get a bit of information, usually in a little local or regional um, newspaper. Why do they get, why do they get that through when CNN has clearly been forbidden to talk about all the businesses going under and uh, the, the vaccine adverse events that are coming out and really scary ones like big rashes of Bell's palsy. Um, and all the cover-ups and the widows saying, hey, they tried to tell me that this wasn't related to the vaccine. They didn't even want to investigate it. They didn't even want to report it to, to VAERS, which is Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. So anyway, that's, you know, usually you wait till the end for the bombshell, but we're not going to war against China because if, if you see Chinese troops on this continent, my guess that they will be here as an excuse to bring them here under a false flag event, whether that be the the thing in the Capitol. It was such a lame false flag event. I mean, so many people captured, you know, the people are just kind of strolling in past the velvet gates that they're being let in by the police. People are standing there mugging for photos. I mean, listen, if the police wanted to keep them out of the Capitol, they would have kept them out of the Capitol. But honestly, the whole Capitol story is really boring to me. I don't want to talk about that. Everybody's talking about the, you know, it hijacked the day. Um, it hijacked, it, it was a, it was a diversion attempt to look the other way. Don't look at the fact that we are sealing democracy from you forever in Congress today. So what they do because, uh, President Trump's supporters flew in a million of them and stood around in the cold and then went home and did nothing after Trump told them to go home. Well, then they just waited, just waited until all of you who flew there went home so that they could commit that act of tyranny the next day. So one thing that Mike Adams did report that I'm I'm quite confident is true because I've suspected it all along of a number of different channels is he said that one of these one of these podcasters or YouTubers or whatever you want to call them who does not use his name is a confirmed Mike Adams said this is 100% confirmed. He's pretty good about saying, you know, sometimes he's good at saying, you know, I'm just theorizing here versus this is a confirmed piece of information. But he said there's a one of these guys who is a confirmed CIA controlled opposition agent. So controlled opposition is they act like they're with you. They take you down a path. They waste a lot of your time. They get you believing certain things. And at the end, they will derail you. And so I call them the basement podcasters. But, uh, but Mike Adams says that one of them at least is definitely CIA and is intentionally misleading American conservatives so that they just sit and eat popcorn and wait for, wait for the fireworks at the end that they don't have to get involved in. They don't have to stand up to anything. They just get rescued in the end. We've all seen way, way too many movies. So my guess is that it's probably X 22 report guy um, or Juan O'Savin who never puts the camera on his face and instead films his cowboy boot in his knee or his cowboy hat on his desk or whatever. Um, I don't know who it is. I doubt it's like Simon Parks and Scott McKay and Charlie Ward and those guys, because uh, Mike Adams said that it's someone who, you know, doesn't go out there with their, their own face and their own name right in front of you so that you can check them out and you can, to a certain extent, um, hold them accountable. I also really liked at the end of Mike Adams um, report and, you know, you guys send them to me and I don't, Listen, I may roll my eyes at them, but I actually have listened to them because, you know, I didn't mind either waiting 
for the really bad news, even though I've said to er almost all of you have been sending me this stuff. I'm like, yeah, sorry, it's not true. I'm sorry, you are going to end up with Joe Biden on January 20th. Um, Why is the Capitol surrounded by military? And does it seem so overkill? Because that's what those guys do. That's what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and those guys do. They aren't taking any chances when it comes to spending your money for their comfort and safety. Sure, there's military and that seems overkill. And so all the basement podcasters have have stirred everybody up into this, this panic that we're going into war against China. Listen, we're not going into war against China. Our enemies are inside our gates, my friends. We are the enemy, not you and me. Okay. You're, I'm preaching the choir right now. You're good. You're a good person who cares about your freedom. You need to be listening in here. I mean, listen, the liberals who created this, the liberals who have now become really communist in their, you know, political speech and their, their goals, their agenda, uh, just the underpinnings of Democrats. Now I call them the American communists. And Republicans have become Democrats. Republicans have become liberal. Republicans, 90% of them are total garbage, totally worthless in Washington, D.C. I mean, what, President Trump went out and and um, campaigned for that Georgia senator, Kelly Loeffler, and then she voted, she voted for the illegal fake electoral college votes against Trump and for Biden. I mean... You know, I mean, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Kelly Loeffler, I believe is her name, and and all these uh, Republicans. I'm I'm not making excuses for Mike Pence, but here's the situation they're in. I mean, just realistically, all those of you who think that Trump's going to pull off this brilliant thing at the last minute, by the time you hear this, you know, you know he's not. But you know, these people have to think about their career after the Trump train runs off the tracks, which it has done now. Right now, did Trump have all kinds of plan A, B, C, D, and E? And he just got cut off at the pass. My guess is he did have some plans. My guess is he did intend to have some amazing things happen. Um, you know, I mean, lots of people in the leftist media have called him a narcissist and he has, you know, I hope that you'll forgive me, those of you who subscribe to the religion of Trumpism. Um, I never did. I did vote for him. He was definitely better than the other guy. Um, I never subscribed to that to that religion, that idea that Trump's going to save us from all this and that Trump was sent here by God. I think um, the people who say that Trump is a narcissist are right. And I think that served to our advantage and that he was willing to run for that job and go up against the deep state because he was a solo practitioner in that surgery and he failed at it. He failed to to drain the swamp. Um, He tried really hard. And I think Trump was his own man. And I think there's some darn good reasons why the, the deep state, the swamp, hate him so badly, such irrational hatred. And they're going too far because that's what they do. That's what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the whole Democratic Party and the new, they're, they're giddy right now. They're completely in power and they just overdid it. You know, they've put military all the way around DC because, you know, just in case Donald Trump was able to marshal some forces and come against them, that's why it's not because we have to do war against China. And if you still don't believe me and you still think that we're going to war against China, let me ask you something. When's the last time you heard Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi or any of them say anything that isn't, that is anti-China? When have you ever heard them say anything that is anti-China? I mean, Trump was days away from having the white, being kicked out of the White House. And, you know, like they literally turned out the lights on him, you know, two days. To, to three nights before 
uh, Joe Biden takes control of the White House. And he's still he's still screaming about China. It, it is a real threat. But, you know, China has been buying us up for 20 years. China has been out there in the past year at unprecedented rates, buying up thousands and thousands of acres of farmland all over the place, going to farmers' doors and saying, I'll give you way more than your farm is worth if you'll sell it to me. Why do they care? The dollar's about to collapse. I don't know if it's going to collapse in six weeks or or six months or six years, but um, our government and these huge corporations are intentionally pushing us towards the brink of collapse of the dollar. You can't just keep putting trillions of fake dollars into the system without, at a minimum, hyperinflation. Well, they're controlling for that, right? Interest rates haven't gone up. So, you know, you take a look at that on a macroeconomics level and you have to conclude that the dollar's days are numbered. This is absolutely not sustainable. We're already in $17 trillion worth of debt before this started. And we'll, we'll probably double it. We'll probably double the amount of debt by throwing money at all the poor people to just shut up and stay inside your house and don't, you know, don't make a ruckus. We'll just keep, we'll just keep paying you so you can, you know, buy groceries and you already don't have to pay your rent, right? Landlords are, landlords are totally screwed now because Biden has extended the no eviction policy. So that is how, uh, it's a lot of how I support my family. And my employees is I have rental properties and I still have to make the mortgage payment. There's no relief extended for people who hold mortgages. Um, some people have been able to like delay it and just have debt pile up on them, you know, but they're not getting out of any of those. But the tenants don't have to pay rent. All I have to do is say, hey, COVID, COVID hurt me. I don't even think they have to prove it. Um, I haven't had any tenants try to pull that one out on me yet, but. Uh, that's the story is Biden has now extended that. It's all part of the Marxist playbook. You have to crush the middle class. How do you crush the middle class? You, you rob them of their wealth. And what have they done all this time? See, there's no reason why China should storm the country. Why did they take their time with this? Why did they do this so strategically? Why was there a step at a time so that puppet, puppet government would be in place that can be completely controlled? by China and uh, other powers that are actually far more powerful than China, as I alluded to before, the the thing that must not be named, the people that must not be named. Okay. Keep, keep asking questions, guys, keep doing your own digging. I don't want to, I don't want to get deplatformed and I'm not going there, but there are, there are shows that do. So there are people on this planet far, far, far more powerful than China. They own, uh, they own, pharma. They own the global banking system. So just, you know, put things together yourself. So, um, but there's been a conditioning of the American people and people of the world for many decades that you cannot speak up about this, this uh, small group of elites and this small group of people. So while millions of Americans who are living in fear and panic are terrified that we're going to go to war against China, there's no reason to because China's puppet government and who also answers to another elite group um, is installed across all three branches of the United States government. What are the three branches? You've got the executive branch, which is uh, was Donald Trump, will be Biden. Biden will also be commander in chief. He's over the military. He's commander in chief in Wednesday. Why would Biden, who's all in with China and is commander in chief, of the military 
why would he go to war on China on his first day in office or his first month in office? And he's just getting the lay of the land. He's just orienting himself. He's just organizing his paper clips in the drawer and hiring people. He's got 4,000 people to hire in the White House. And of course, he's been busily at work or whoever manages him has been busily at work. Um, if you're from Utah, I told you I was going to mix in a little bit of Utah stuff here. <clears throat> Watch Spencer Cox. Okay, we've just had a changing of the guard federally in the White House. We've also had a changing of the guard in the executive branch of Utah. See, and then you have the legislative branch. They've not been willing to do their job. Then you have the judicial branch. They've all been apparently paid off, controlled, put to sleep, numbed out. I don't know. Why, why did Trump win zero out of 40 of his court cases? Most of them weren't even heard. Remember, it's the judge that's deciding whether the case is going to get heard or not. I don't know. Maybe some combination of the fact that Trump had uh, Judases or Brutuses, if you're going back to Julius Caesar time or Jesus's time, who wrote bad lawsuits on purpose, controlled opposition from the inside. But there also has to be some serious corruption. We've heard stories about Justice John Roberts. Uh, a, a text message got leaked about how he hates Trump so much. He said some vulgar language in relation to let's take this guy out. So watch, watch Spencer Cox. Utahns who listen to my show, watch Spencer Cox because we know Gary Herbert had deep state ties and we know we saw him work with the Rockefellers. We saw him announce partnerships with the Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, we saw him using Rockefeller money to bribe people to go get the PCR test. Um, but watch Spencer Cox because now we will need to keep a close eye on him and we will need to organize as a people. We just watched Parler be removed, removed from the Apple app store. My guess is just reading between the lines. I think Apple has resisted getting involved in the censorship game for the whole past year. My guess is they probably put up a valiant fight, but they needed to use that break-in in the Capitol for many different purposes. They're milking it. They're milking it so hard. They took Parler down. Parler has now been removed by Apple, Amazon, um, Google, and one other. I mean, you, you can't get Parler now. It destroyed a multi-million dollar company that Dan Bongino and other people had invested, you know, their life savings in. And they're sending a shot across the bow, like we want to destroy free speech, but we, they've got a really clever way of doing it. They're saying, well, we, you, you didn't respond to us with a plan for how to censor. Oh, I mean, moderate content on your platform. So they're supposed to know everything that's going on on their free speech platform. And if they don't agree to the kind of censorship that Facebook and Twitter do, then they're just going to eliminate them. They're going to execute them. Well, it gets worse because Telegram, where I've set up and have been growing different groups, especially, you know, we've been a lot of the Utah Freedom Fight organizes there. Um, and my own just my own take action for freedom platform is there. Well, guess what? A fake citizens rights groups group has filed a total scam lawsuit against Apple. Are you tracking this? Citizens group files a lawsuit against Apple for hosting Telegram because Telegram doesn't moderate free speech and they claim that there's neo-Nazi uh, 
organizing and planning for for violence on the Telegram platform. Did you get that? Did you get how ridiculous that was? But hey, you know what? The American people have fallen for everything. They don't they don't notice that no more people around them are sick than last year. They just listen to the TV and they go with it. So why wouldn't they believe that a consumer group sued Apple for hosting Telegram for not moderating content because there's neo-Nazis on there planning the break-in at the Capitol, which, as we know, was not right-wing extremists at all. A bunch of Antifa people have been have been arrested. But the same people that buy into the scamdemic are never going to hear that because none of that, who these people really were who broke in at the Capitol, none of that is in mainstream media, right? So... Last week, there was a Chamber of Commerce hosted summit in Salt Lake City. I had uh, business owner friends who went and I had a mole go who told me that every single speaker there pushed the vaccine. Every single speaker. Okay, remember, it's now come out that it's not a vaccine. Okay, what is being injected into the arms of millions of Americans does not qualify under any state's definition of what a vaccine is, which is related to it produces immunity. It produces immunity in the human body to a specific pathogen. That is not what this Pfizer or Moderna quote vaccine does. In fact, the Moderna and Pfizer trials didn't even test for whether the people in the trials got infected or whether they transmitted COVID. Yes, you heard that right. The trials didn't even test for whether people got infected with COVID or transmitted it. That's not what the trials did. In fact, they said it was too complex and too difficult to assess whether someone got uh, infected. And it's true that it would take quite a bit of time to track these people. You'd have to track them for two years and see if they got infected. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to rush it to market. Well, what it is, is a genetic therapy. It is actually a chemotherapy of sorts. Therefore, it's not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. It's a therapeutic. And by that definition, if they had classified it right, and if they hadn't lied to us and called it a vaccine, okay, the only thing similar about this and a vaccine is that they both came through a needle, but guess what? Lots of things come through a needle that are drug, that are drug therapies. So because it's a drug therapy, it's not a vaccine. It should not be shielded from legal immunity. These companies, Moderna and Pfizer should not be shielded from legal liability if it's not a vaccine. Okay. So still getting to the bottom of this one, but that right there is pretty clear. Okay, so a lot of you know that I live in Florida now. Um, we're kind of just watching and waiting and seeing if we can go back to our home in Utah one day. But, um, you know, it's not like these guys walk into office and they want to throw down the big hammers on us, right? So Cox had to focus on, fi- he's hiring up his cabinet. He's hiring up his big government. Remember how he ran on a platform of limited government? He's He's, he's not axing any jobs. He's hiring up a big government because now he's got to, he's got to somehow, they're really going to be overworked, even as big as his government is. 
they're really going to be overworked because now they have to enforce socialism. He has put us in a socialist economy. And with that comes a lot of government jobs. You got to enforce the new 26 pages of rules. This, these rules really haven't been enforced on Utahns. And, and Herbert and Cox have known that that's their weakness. They know that their weakness is that they don't have the staff for it. I told you guys in a previous episode that my sheriff from Summit County called me on New Year's Eve day. And he said, basically, he, he, didn't, he just was basically like, hey, leave me alone. I'm not even doing anything wrong. I'm, and I said, hey, I just wanted to c- connect with you. I just wanted to, you know, have a relationship with you because I told you last summer that you would be asked to harm businesses by the state. You're going to be asked to harm businesses. And he said, hey, I already was told to basically implement martial law in Summit County. They wanted me stopping all traffic and not letting anybody in who didn't live in Park City. And, you know, and, and in March, it's true. In Utah, which you guys all think of as a red state, right? You think of it as one of the most conservative states in the country, right? A Democratic president never even comes in campaigns because 27 out of 29 counties of Utah are totally red. Well, they, we still managed to, uh, to elect our most liberal Republican candidate, candidate, even if, even if you believe that he got elected and a lot of us don't, I literally don't know one single person who voted for him. So we gotta, we gotta watch Cox. Um, he definitely at this, um, summit that was, sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce. He definitely spent a lot of time apparently talking about how we have to shift our economy into a lot of telecommuting. Well, that's really convenient because his family owns um, a telecom company. So that's going to be very personally beneficial for Spencer Cox. But he seems to, and this is about as deep state as it gets, he seems to from what my moles told me, he seems to accept the destruction of in-person, in-person commerce. And that is really tragic. We're going to have all these white elephants on the horizon. We're going to have this landscape of, you know, we had a silicone slopes going thing going on in Northern Utah County. Um, I raised my kids in Utah County and there are lots of high rise office buildings that grew up around all these tech companies. Well, guess what? If those companies are still in business, and most of them are, their employees work at home and they've decided they like working at home. Or maybe they don't like it because they miss having interaction with other humans, but they kind of have to be at home because they're trying to multitask and also homeschool their kids who've been sent home and have to somehow at the age of six or eight learn from a computer for eight hours a day. So... I personally am not going to be as plugged in as I have been at the federal level, um, really for my own, just my own emotional health. Been blessed with uh, good physical health. John and I just finished two weeks of the Green Smoothie Girl Detox. We're feeling amazing. No coffee, no wine, no sugar, no white flour, no animal products. Um, we're taking good care of our health partly because I feel called to do what God wants me to do in this fight. Even when it looks like there's no hope, I'll be here fighting till my very last day. And I feel like the federal um, war is won. We can hope. We can hope that the things that some of the basement podcasters 
are out there saying, we can hope that some of these things are true, that really Trump is going to be sworn in as the, I don't know if it's the 17th president or what, because in 1871, the United States of America became a corporation. And all of these presidents since 1871 um, have been presidents of the corporation. And so there's basement podcasters out there saying that, you know, Trump will be sworn in. Well, I don't really see how that can happen because you still have Biden and the whole power structure behind him. So what I was saying before, and I think I failed to finish saying it, is all these people who are on the Trump train, you know, our former Department of Defense, our vice president, um, even these legislators, they're saying, oh, when Trump Trump's train goes off the tracks, which it has, I still am here. I still have a career. I still have to fit in here. I still have to be able to provide for my family. Okay, Trump's being canceled and silenced, run out of town, basically. I mean, they turn the lights out on him. You know, they're just they're just punking him every chance they get to show not just him, but anybody who follows him, you better keep your head down. If you were in Washington that day, you better be careful. People got fired from their jobs when their jobs, uh, probably their bosses who are who have Trump derangement syndrome fired them. You know, they want that kind of stuff out in the media. They want that because they want all political conservatives silenced and canceled. And if this is shocking to you, just be aware, you know, this this kind of stuff has happened throughout the history of many, many, many countries on the globe in your lifetime, actually. So, I mean, you know, you have the basement podcasters out there predicting a military coup. I don't think so, but we can hope. We can hope. You got a lot of people out there saying we need to be two countries, that these country, that our country needs to break up because, you know, we here in Florida, we don't want to be trapped with these liberals who just want to be a barnacle on the underside of those of us who create and build and are God-fearing people who take good care of our families and um, are the engine of the economy of the small businesses. We don't, we don't want to be in a country with people who have completely opposite values of us. Values being, we're going to use the law. We're going to use big government. We're going to hire up to harm businesses and keep them in line and act like small businesses are the enemy and act like property owners are the bourgeoisie. We gotta, we gotta kill them off. We gotta, you know, in the name of helping the poor, which they never do, they never do that in these uh, communist regimes. They come in under pretty sounding words like the new green deal. Cause it's going to be green. It's going to be environmental or to clean up the planet. They never clean up the planet. Communist regimes never clean up the planet, ever. They have the dirtiest air. You stack up the communist countries against the free market system where there's actual incentives to clean up the air and to have a cleaner operation than the other guy. They have the dirtiest air of all the communist countries. And then the socialist countries are right behind them. Hey, They love to uh, say that us, uh, you know, Capitalists. I don't. I don't like capitalism either. Capitalism, actually, the flip side of uh, of communism. Capitalism um, is all these big corporations. I'm way more scared of these big corporations than I am our government. At least our government has to run by some rules. Okay, your government isn't the enemy that you think it is. You have a bigger enemy, and that's all these big corporations that are um, dancing on the strings of the puppet masters. And that's why, you know, they have to get around Ron DeSantis here in Florida because he's a great patriot. 
He believes in the freedom of the people. He's willing to do the hard job in office. He's willing to do the hard thing and stand up to the media and stand up to the leftists in the legislature and the, uh, the, you know, nationally and globally. He's willing to stand up to them. He's willing to do the right thing by us. He's one of two governors out of 50. But you know what they do? If they can't get him, just go around him and they get all the big companies here in Florida. It's a lot of why I like living where I do here on the coast in this small town is that there's no big companies. Now, I will not go to Costco again ever in my life. My husband goes there because he loves the stuff there. And so I can't make him not go there. And so whatever. He's willing to go there and wear the face shield or whatever. I don't even know what he what he does there. But once in a while, he'll drive an hour away to go to Costco. But these companies are going to be part of the ruling elite, okay? The, the presidents of these companies, you know, most of them are publicly owned. Um, China's been buying up tons of stock in these companies so they can influence them. But the people at the top of this, the globalists who ran this whole scam in the first place, they definitely um, are going around uh, governors who won't play and they just go to the big companies and they get everybody to, they get everybody to participate. I mean, I had a friend who lives here in Florida. She lives in Jacksonville and she and her husband went on vacation down in the Keys. And she told me, um, she said, oh yeah, we could, we tried to go shopping in the outlet mall there. And, and they told us they couldn't let us in without a mask because they get fined. And I said, um, your governor has forbidden fines. There are no fines. They can't fine you. This is a person who lives in Florida and doesn't know that it's illegal to impose fines on people for not wearing masks. It's sure as heck illegal to arrest anyone. So these companies are going to say it anyway. That was in Florida where it's not even true. They say, we get fined. We get fined if we don't, if we don't force you to wear a mask. So anyway, we've seen a lot of crazy things happening. Um, Hopefully you've woken up to uh, how fake what we're reading in the media is. I mean, there's, there's a kernel of truth and that's what keeps people coming back. They learn something from the media and that's their, you know, pressing the, pressing the button and getting the pellet like, um, you know, in behaviorism, BF Skinner's experiments and Pavlov's experiments, we push the, Pellet, we open up the New York Times, we get some information. And really, we think we're smart enough to figure out what the true information is and what the lie is, but 90% of it is lies. And the lies are usually in the form of innuendo. You know, like watch the words they use. Definitely watch the headings because the headings aren't a statement, right? They can't be held legally liable for a heading that implies that a whole bunch of people are dying and that we could be carrying people out in cardboard coffins, right? So the heading, we'll talk about cardboard coffins. Then you read the story and there's nobody actually claiming that people are dying and being stacked up in cardboard coffins. It's not even actual information. It's just the implication, right? And then you go into your lizard brain and when you read, you don't even notice there's no facts about cardboard coffins. There are no cardboard coffins. You read long enough, if you're patient enough and thorough enough and you read all the way to the end in paragraph 23, You'll find a guy quoting, the guy quoted saying, well, if this continues, if this, if these numbers rise, we could be taking people out of here in cardboard coffins. 
Well, that is a great quote for a subject line. And it was not the case. I actually read that way back early in the scamdemic. I want to say April or May. It was a, it was a story about, about Ecuador and somebody, some panic spreader eventually left my page because he didn't like that. I refused to allow the panic spreading on my page, but he would just come drop these bombs on my, in comments on my Facebook page about how Ecuador is taking people out in body bags. And, and this guy who dropped it is a guy I know, um, totally bought in on the COVID ESE, 100% drinking 100% of the Kool-Aid. He was like, I hope it doesn't get as bad here as it is in Ecuador. And I read the story and I did the math and it was, you know how many people had died in in uh, Ecuador? I looked up the population of Ecuador and I just did simple math, you know, like simple math that we learned how to do in seventh grade. And I learned that 0.00011% of Ecuador has died. So that's what we're all spun up about. That's what we're all so upset about. So I've predicted on my Facebook page and I haven't predicted anything wrong yet that there'll be a false flag, a, a false flag event that they will use to violate the second amendment and come around and try to get our guns. I'm sure they'll go for all the registered guns first. I don't know if they'll come door to door. That seems very labor intensive, but I think there'll be some very aggressive things. There'll be penalties. If you're caught with a gun, um, you think all these people are very, you know, bravely saying, you know, they won't be able to pry my gun out of my, they'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. Well, yeah, but if you're caught with a gun and there's a hundred thousand dollar fine and you could go to prison for a year, that's the kind of thing I think that they're going to do. And they'll all do it under the guise of our safety. It's always, always done by telling us that they're doing it for our own good and they're doing it for our safety. So I've been um, really talking about Pam Popper's Thursday meetings. They're Thursday at noon. Um, you can write to get into this Thursday noon Eastern time, by the way. That's Thursday noon Eastern time. She does a training. And I think she's just vetting people so she doesn't have moles in there and and people dropping in on what she's doing. So she doesn't do a Zoom call. It's kind of old school. You have to email info at makeamericansfreeagain.com. Com. I think it's .com. So write info at makeamericansfreeagain.com and say that you want to be in the Thursday meeting. And I like the Thursday meetings because if Biden locks us down this winter, and if you haven't, if you don't think Biden is going to lock us down this winter, then you're not paying attention or today's your first day plugging into content like mine. Um, he's starting with a hundred days of masks, but of course it'll, the masks aren't going to go away after a hundred days. There isn't going to be some mask burning jubilee. There isn't. It's our new lifestyle. Um, but my guess is that he also tries to impose a nationwide mandate. Florida's just making people look too bad in the other states. I mean, we just, we don't have the COVID spikes. You know, Governor Cuomo in New York has a much worse COVID problem than Florida does, even though Florida has old people. And we don't have any mask mandates. I mean, people generally wear masks here too, by the way. But um, they do it voluntarily. They're good sheeple. They have drunk all the Cofidiacy Kool-Aid. So 
they aren't doing it because they're forced to be. Although I will say, if you go into a major store, they do make you. We never do it. We never do it. We never wear it. Um, and we always have to have, you know, the annoying conversations, but we just take a deep breath when we walk in. We're going to have the annoying conversations because if we don't, then we're part of the sheep. We're part of the herd of sheep. We don't have any right to be on here talking about it. I don't have any right to be on here talking about how we have to stand up to the regime and it is a regime if we're not willing to do it. So along with that goes, I have to plan an extra several minutes to have the conversations. Friendly, nice, pleasant. I'm always all those things. I never get angry or attack people, but the Thursday meetings that Pam Popper is doing, I think are going to become important when Biden locks us down. Okay. And we can all say, I'm not going to get locked down. I'm going to go, okay, well, if he locks down and there's no stores open and there's nothing to do and you can't go out and have a drink on Friday night and you can't go out to dinner because the restaurants are closed, then it's all well and good if you're going to fight the system. But that's unfortunately the situation that they've, they've got us in. So. The Thursday night meetings, I think we all should start holding them 6 p.m. Thursday. If you only know one other person who feels like you do, have them over. Have them over for tea. Talk about your Costco stories or whatever's on your mind so you can connect with someone and feel like you're less crazy because you connect with someone like-minded who actually cares about their freedom and doesn't want to give government their entire life and all their freedoms. And... It's your antidote. I think these Thursday meetings are your antidote against loneliness and isolation. I think you should start them now. Don't wait for the lockdown. And then if all you all you know is one person who agrees with you and everyone around you is drinking COVID-C Kool-Aid, then you'll share with that person and you'll have your first Thursday night meeting with two people. And then the person you invited, she'll invite someone. You'll find someone. You'll be looking. And two will become four and four will become eight. And if you get too many, just that baby, that group can have babies is how Dr. Pam Popper puts it, who is the, uh, well, that was a tongue twister. Dr. Pam Popper puts it. Um, She's the one who founded Make Americans Great Again. And one of the things that we want to do at these Thursday meetings is we need to find that lawyer who's available for hire and doesn't work for a big firm because all those big firms have big government um, contracts their 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 clients are big government entities and telecom entities and big corporate entities. They're not the people you want. That's not the lawyers that we want to hire to do, for instance, Utah Stands Up lawsuit. Okay, so so Pam and her group and her attorney Thomas Renz have filed Ohio Stands Up. Please go to Make Americans Free Again. Dot com and check out their lawsuit. Check out the Ohio lawsuit. I mean, it's a couple hundred pages. There's a few hundred references. But, you know, I think we'll find a lawyer from doing this in Utah. You'll find a lawyer in your state. Then you can, through these Thursday groups and all of the Thursday groups being connected to each other, we can fundraise so that we can fight this, this fight in the court, in the federal court of your state. Not the state court that your governor is old boys network and hangs out at the Alta club. They're in Utah together. Okay. But the federal court is far more independent of the good old boy network. Okay. You need those Thursday nights. You need it emotionally against being canceled and being silenced. They are now, like I said, they're talking about taking down telegram. This farce of a group 
has filed this farce of a lawsuit against Apple for hosting the Telegram app. I mean, are you kidding me? How fake is that? And they have all this liberal mumbo jumbo about how these like neo-Nazis are planning violence on there. It's ridiculous. It's utterly stupid. And you don't believe it. I wouldn't, you already didn't believe it. You would have read it and been like, are you kidding me? It's not me instructing you that makes you know that. See, I'm preaching to the choir here. So I'm not trying to get you necessarily to wake up about what's going on because you already are. You wouldn't be here. See, here's the thing. Liberals, or as I call them now, the American communists, they don't know our arguments. They don't listen to our content. They don't browse. We, we know their content. We've been in their mainstream media channels. We also get the information they get but we get additional information. That's why they won't debate conservatives. Like these liberals will not debate conservatives. They know they're going to get caught with their intellectual dishonesty and they really can't defend their values because their values are thin and shallow and they fall apart upon scrutiny and they aren't values at all, actually. Um, And they can't exist. American communists can't exist without attaching themselves to the hard work of the American conservatives. That's why I don't necessarily believe we can just split off and become two countries. Listen, liberals, liberals aren't going to let us do that. They just took control of all three branches of our government. They're not going to let us split off into our own country. They're not going to let us do that. They don't exist without us. Okay. They're, they're the ones that are all about big government and big government doesn't create revenues unless they well, that's a whole other story. Maybe I'll do a story about the lawsuit that I'm involved in. That's basically just the California government sicking a bunch of attorneys on small businesses in other states to raise money for the bankrupt California government. Yeah, 35 years I've been running small businesses, starting them, smalling, uh, running them. And I've never been involved in a lawsuit. Now I'm involved in three because the free market system is in complete meltdown, my friends. And people's partners are letting them down and uh, people are starting to do dirty stuff because they're hard up for money. They're hard up for cash. They don't know how they're going to support their family. So I have just people all around me who are losing their mind. I've lived frugally my whole life. And so I'm fine. I don't live in the debt system. But anyway, I can tell that the people who are working on the building out there very loudly are back. They told me they would go take a lunch break so I could do my podcast, but Doing these Thursday night meetings, um, I think you'll make new friends. Okay, You feel disenfranchised from your old friends and some of your family. I get it. I don't think there's any of us, if we actually have any friends and family, I don't think there's any of us who don't have that going on in our lives. We, there's a deep divide. We didn't create the situation. We just live in it. Um, but, you know, you got you to gotta reorganize your social life. And if we go into a lockdown, remember that lockdown didn't even start till the middle of March last year. We're two months out from where the deep state started doing this to us last year. And think how miserable that was and how long that made the winter feel. If they do it, they do it this year. You know, you got to be set up to be organized and, and to have fellowship with others. You know, they've subverted the churches. You've seen that. Lots of churches taking a knee to this forcing people to wear masks, lecturing people about whether they're good people or not based on whether they wear masks at the pulpit, endorsing the vaccine. Who knew the church? And I'm saying the church 
uh, in a general way, the Christian church. Who knew the church could be so subverted? But it was prophesied. It was prophesied that the church would be subverted. I went to my non-denominational church on Sunday and we've been going there for a couple of months. We really like everybody there and our pastors fled two communist countries on another continent. So they've lived under communism twice and they came here to the United States with nothing but what was in their suitcase and started again. And they have this cute little church here and just a really loyal congregation. And they weren't wearing masks. And we walked in, they had a little, little section over on the side that people who want to wear masks and wear, and we treat them with love and respect as we should. And the rest of us don't wear masks and we hug after church and we shake hands and we talk face to face like we always have. And remember, I'm in Florida. Most of these people are over the age of 60. A lot of them are over the age of 70 and they get to choose. They can choose to wear a mask can choose to social distance if they want. But, you know, our, our pastor, husband and wife, and the husband is always saying, stop watching the news and just, you know, look to God, look to God as your, as your savior. Um, and I've always felt a little uncomfortable because I was like, well, I'm fighting the fight out here, you know, like every day. And I, and people think I do it for fun. It's not fun to me at all. (laughs) I don't want to do this podcast. I mean, I love you guys. But I'd rather do something else, right? It's President's Day right now as I'm recording this. I'd like to be reading a book like you are. I'd like to be out on a beach. I'm looking at a beach. Haven't been out there, but I fight this fight pretty much full time because somebody has to. Because somebody has to. And what's interesting, so then that was a pastor husband. He talks about that sometimes, like stop watching. And he, you know, we go out to lunch with them and he doesn't know anything about what's going on. Somebody had to tell him about the break-in at the Capitol and all that. And a million people fly into Washington, DC. He just keeps keeps his eyes and and his brain out of it. And that's that's one way to do it, right? And his job is to take care of the spiritual health of his congregation. So I understand. But, you know, his wife got up and spoke on Sunday and she said, you have no right to spread bad news when there is good news in front of you. This is the good news. That is your responsibility. So I was sort of shocked by what she said. And she probably didn't mean anything related to my full-time freedom fight. Um, but I whispered to my husband, I think she's talking to me. And he said, I think she's talking to you too. And so, you know, I really went home with a heavy heart and was discouraged. But um, a friend of mine who attends the church, her name's Maria, and she was my angel that day. I had to go back. I had to go back in the building for something I needed to tell someone. And I stopped and talked to her and I told her I was feeling down about that. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. Because I said, I said, you know, Maria, Christians throughout history, we have lots of art about this. It's in our literature. It's in our art. Christians have done nothing to stand up to evil regimes, to stand up to Satan, you might say. And they've taken a knee and they've been slaughtered. They've been executed. They've been beheaded. We're all familiar with these stories. This has happened throughout history to Christians. You know, uh, Jews don't aren't the only one who've been uh, slaughtered. Millions of us slaughtered. I mean, what we learned in school was about the Holocaust. But you know what? In the before the Holocaust, 10 million Christians were slaughtered by Stalin. And they were starved and their farms were stolen and the food they just grew and harvested was stolen. And their roads were shut off so no food could get to them. They literally starved to death or were executed. 10 million 
is the estimate. There are still people who are alive today who live through the Holodomor. Go on Utah, uh, YouTube and search on Holodomor. Last I looked, there's like a 15-minute documentary on there. It's short. But there are still people alive today who lived through that when they weren't allowed to speak. And we're going there fast. We're not allowed to speak. We're not allowed to out ourselves as a conservative because we're persecuted. We're, we're not allowed. We don't, you know, Christians are persecuted. I mean, this has only happened in many, many, if not most countries of the world in most periods of history. We would have had to defend ourselves against it to be not be in this, in this terrible situation that we're in. You know, and so pastor's wife said that she probably wasn't talking to me, but it felt like that. I was discouraged. And, and Maria said, no, 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 no. There's plenty of scripture supporting taking action and speaking up and being a watchman on the tower. So I went home and did some research on that. And she sent me a article that lifted my spirits and, and reminded me that Christians don't have to be passive. Just because you're a Christian and you look to God as your only savior and as your true leader doesn't mean that you don't stand up for your children's future. It doesn't mean that you don't hold government accountable. And I posted about this on Facebook and someone shared with me a called the 412 church in California and a pastor. And I listened to his whole sermon talking about holding government accountable. And it made me feel less alone. Like we have to stand up to this. I understand why Floridians don't get it because they don't have to stand up to their rogue governor. They don't have a rogue governor. That's why we're here in the first place. So I 100% get it. And, and I share this story with you, not at all to criticize my my pastor who are a husband and wife, but rather to say that I've done some reflecting in the last 24 hours about what is my responsibility. And if I'm a Christian and I know that I'm heading into a period of time where I will be the uncool kid at a minimum and the persecuted and the executed even, what do I stand for? I still stand as a Christian. I thought it was very, um, I may roll my eyes at Mike, Mike Adams saying we're going to war against China. I almost think he, is someone paying him to say this? Like, why would he say this? What He's been watching this stuff for 25 years. He's been watching these things for much longer than, than I have. And he should be a really strategic person from that, from watching all these world events go on for 25 years. So why would he say we're going to war against China when China already won without firing a single bullet? Like Biden is in China's pocket. I mean, was that not proven by Hunter Biden's laptop? You know, which, you know, no court is going to want to hear that. We're just ignoring all the pedophilia stuff coming out that Lynn Wood is speaking up about, all the uh, abuse of uh, sexual abuse of minors, pedophilia that Hunter Biden got caught with, the deals he was doing with China that apparently implicate his father. Nope, we're swearing him in as the leader of what we used to think of as the free world. You can't tell me that China didn't already win. It would be stupid. It's it's stupid, honestly, to think that we're going to war against China. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow. But there's plenty of things to worry about, you guys, and they want us worrying about China. They want us worrying about foreign invaders in little red suits, okay, running across our country. When the enemy is within, the enemy is now in Washington, D.C., has been for a long time, okay? Her name is Nancy Pelosi, okay? One of the things that makes me the very sickest about Nancy Pelosi, and I I just use her as an example. She's hardly the only one. But what makes me sick about Nancy Pelosi is when she does, just to manipulate people, just to hijack and, and subvert our language and our beliefs, she holds a Bible. 
That woman doesn't read a Bible. She and Joe Biden, who totally stands for the slaughter of innocent unborn children, they aren't Christians. And they use, they use our words and they talk about praying and they talk about freedom. These are not friends of freedom. These are not friends of the innocent. These are not friends of disenfranchised races that, that may have experienced racism. They're not friends of even innocent babies. That's what upsets me most is how they are taking a hold of our language because they see this just as a marketing game and how can they get control of us and how can we confuse people? I know I'll hold a Bible too. Donald Trump held a Bible out at the church across the street from the White House. We'll hold a Bible too. That way we'll cover all our bases and the Christians won't realize that we are their absolute enemy. So this morning I have a property in Park City that's under contract and should should uh, close in the next couple of weeks, barring a catastrophe. And my realtor here in Florida reached out to me and said, hey, should we talk about like what you could reinvest that money in? And And I'm like, no, I don't think I'm going to buy any more rental properties because guess what? Biden just extended the no eviction ban. And by the way, all that happened under Trump's nose. Okay, socialism while on its way to communism rolled out under Trump's nose. They had the governors ready to go and the governors were pushing hard. And we have 48 out of 50 socialists on their way to communist states. And Trump actually did nothing to stand up to it. You know, he'd kind of say a thing now and then about how he cared about the economy. Well, hey, what about the economy? Well, part of that, you guys, you know, if you think that I'm attacking Trump, I'm not. I'm really pretty neutral. I, I don't I don't subscribe to Trumpism. He's not my religion. Um, but I also supported him this this second time around. I I voted for him. Didn't vote for him when he won did vote for him when he, quote, lost, right? But my realtor's like, oh, you know, you should invest, you know, and buy some property. And I said, I don't want to own any more property. That seemed like a good investment if the world hadn't gone crazy. But Biden just canceled rent. Like all a tenant has to do is say, sorry, COVID, can't pay rent this month or next month or the month after COVID, you know? Well, guess what? I still have to pay my mortgage payment. I still have to pay the HOA, which, you know, can be four or five or $600 a month. I still have to pay the taxes or any one of those entities could foreclose on me, right? The bank, the HOA property management, the state, if I don't pay my taxes and they go up, 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 right? All this government they're hiring up, they need money to do that. Your property taxes are going up. So I said that to him and I said, yeah, you know, I mean, you know that where this is going is they don't want us to own private property. Klaus Schwab has come out from behind his, you know, hiding behind the World Economic Forum. He's in charge there. He literally seems like a German cartoon character. And he said, you won't be allowed to own private property. That's their plan. They've stated it. Okay, they probably have some code of ethics and they feel like they have to tell the people, yeah, you're not going to be allowed to own property all this work you've done for decades to own your home. Some of you are very proud that you've paid off your home and I'm proud of you too. You're not going to own it anymore if they win. And that's why I've been screaming for close to a year now and trying to get people to come to protest and trying to get people to write a letter to their 
uh, governor and their legislature. I mean, you can't even write our governor anymore. Our governor canceled the ability to send him an email or leave him a voicemail months and months and months ago. They don't care what you think. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family. Our governor in Utah doesn't care about your kids. That big billboard you saw where he's like standing up for overregulated schools. He doesn't care about overregulated schools. He, he, as it turns out, doesn't care if he shuts down your schools. Did shut down your schools, your children's schools. He doesn't care about your children's depression. Okay, the only pre- people who are going to do anything about this here is, and Mike Adams at the end of his thing that I did like said, you know, I haven't read the Bible cover to cover and I haven't gone to church, but we all need to repent. We all need to repent. We need to look to God because apparently that's the only way out of this. Well, it's so interesting how we wait till the last minute to, to come to God. Am I right? And I've, I've repented this year. I'll confess too. I mean, I appreciated Mike sort of confessing that at the end of his, his podcast. I actually really like Mike Adams, but you know, that's why John and I got married this year. I mean, don't worry. I didn't ask him to marry me. I didn't, but, um, you know, I think we both felt we need to repent here. You know, we need to do whatever it is that God wants us to do because we don't know how much longer we'll be here. And we know that we're going to fight this to the end. Okay. We know we're not going to put our head down and be good little commies and hope that they give us our bowl of gruel for dinner. Not in my life plan. Not going to happen. Okay. Doesn't matter what happens to me. I won't participate in that. And everybody's doing this tough talk, but back to my realtor story. So I said, yeah, they want to eliminate private property. I mean, Klaus Schwab has said it, dude. And he said, oh, no, the people would revolt. And I said, oh, kind of like how um, our presidential election was stolen from the 80 million people who voted for Donald Trump, how it was stolen from them. And they revolted, right? Like that, like that revolt, the complete lack of a revolt. He was like, "Uh, yeah. Good point. So here's the thing. People aren't going to revolt. They're not going to revolt. The The federal war is lost. And barring those things that I mentioned that people send me all the time, and please feel free to send me what you get. I, I don't really like sit there and read a newspaper. I read what people send me and I watch the videos that people send me and I try to watch as many of them as I can. But, you know, if one of these things happen and somehow Trump is sworn in under this 1871 act where the United States illegally became a corporation or there's some kind of military coup. Do we have people that brave in the military? I don't know. You know, if you guys are still wishing on a star, that's fine. But guess what? Socialism that looks an awful lot like headed straight for communism happened in your state, unless you're one of the lucky one in 25 who lives in South Dakota or Florida Socialism happened in your state under Donald Trump's watch. Okay. The president is not the king. He only has specific, delineated, limited powers. You can make a difference in your state. You have to make a difference in your state. Okay. They want to take your kids. They want to take over the education of your kids. They have taken over the education of your kids. I hope the ideal is I hope you homeschool your kids. I hope you pull your kids out of that propaganda machine. I wish I never sent my kids to college. That's crazy. I have two advanced degrees. And I wish I didn't send my kids to college because they decided in college that mom's an idiot. And we are erudite. We are wise. We are smart. 
we are educated. We are against racism. We are against a dirty world. Our parents polluted the world with their capitalism, right? So this is a, a lot of the way that the millennials think. So I have come to the conclusion since yesterday and doing my own dive into the Bible that to be a Christian, you don't have to be passive. A lot are, most are, most Christians are very passive and we don't have to be. We can stand up to this, stand up to it where you live, stand up to it in your city, stand up to it at your county. They're all going to go to Zoom because they're all hiding out now because it's so much easier to inflict tyranny on the people in a Zoom call than it is if you have to actually face them face to face. Get involved in your state. If you don't do these things, I'm sorry, but I'm going to share a harsh truth with you right now. You're complicit. You're complicit if you're doing nothing about it. And that's just a fact. Okay. Because you can sit there and tell yourself stuff like they're not taking my guns over my cold, dead body. Okay. Right. What about when they, you are now, because you are registered to a gun, going to have random searches of your house. And if you're caught with it, you go to prison for a year. Okay. I mean, they, they have a lot of power. So we got to get real. My realtor who said, Oh no, they can't cancel private property. The people will revolt. Well, they're not doing it all at once. They're not doing it by a law. They're making us go bankrupt. They're telling our tenants they don't have to pay rent. Do you think that rent is being paid in these big office buildings? Of course not. Those guys are all going bankrupt too. Do you see that in the news? No, they're not allowed to cover it. They're not allowed to cover the fact that millions of us are either going bankrupt or on the edge of bankruptcy. So are you going to be part of it? Are you going to be brave? What does the rest of your life look like? However long it is, if you live another month or you live another 20 years, are you going to have to live with yourself when you did nothing to stand up to it? And the people who were doing something, when they asked for your help, you told them, oh, sorry, I have soccer practice. Because guess what? I've had hundreds of people tell me that thousands of times. That's what I've heard for 10 months. Oh, sorry, it's my son's birthday that night. Okay, I get it. We can't all come to everything. I 100% get it. And not everybody has to do the thing that I'm planning, right? But are you planning something? What are you doing? What are you doing to stand up to it? I... If this has been offensive, if my little come to Jesus moment here with all of us is offensive to you, please know that I ask myself every day, am I doing all I can? Am I doing all that I can? And if I can't answer that yes, then I better work till 10 p.m. tonight. Okay, if I took the day off and there's something that I feel called to do, that I know because I try to be honest with myself. You can't be honest with others unless you're honest with yourself. Okay. Are we lying to ourselves? Are we just too numbed out from whatever we drug out on? I mean, it could be coffee, right? Or whatever. Are we being honest with ourselves about our role in this? Because you know what? We spawned Nancy Pelosi. We spawned Chuck Schumer. We have allowed this to happen. It's the morality of the people that caused these terrible government leaders and these terrible corporate leaders. We are them. They came from us. So until we repent and we get ourselves together on this, we can't expect change. So 
I didn't intend for this to be a call to repentance, but it is. It is. And I'm going to, I'm going to speak whatever I am moved to speak. And I hope that you receive it with the love that I have in my heart for you. I wouldn't do this show if I didn't love the human race, if I didn't love my state of Utah. I love Floridians now that I've met a hundred or so of them. I love this country and I love humans and their potential. And I want my children and every other human, you listening, your children to be able to fulfill your potential. So please reflect on what more can I do? And I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, just a PS from me. It's completely unprecedented that Apple, the company, has gotten in on the censoring game. They've removed Parler from the Apple store. And my concern is that you might see that my podcast disappears and you never see it again, or they remove this episode. Okay, so if they're gonna get in on the censoring game, I would like for us to stay connected. And you might not realize for weeks or months that I'm not in your feed anymore. So just to stay connected, make sure you go please to takeactionforfreedom.com. Go there right now. If you wait till later, you'll be like, hey, what was that website? So go to takeactionforfreedom.com and click on join the fight for freedom. That way, if we get disconnected, I can reach out to you by email. And especially if you're in Utah, you'll get an update because I'm very involved in the fight for Utah's freedom. So especially if you're from Utah, you'll hear from me probably twice a week from that newsletter list. So get on our newsletter list, takeactionforfreedom.com and click on join the fight for freedom. Thank you so much.